Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hi, thank you for joining us again. This is Allison K. Summers, and this is Disruptive CEO Nation, where I love to travel the world and speak with really remarkable, remarkable individuals. And our guest today, absolutely, that is the definition of who she is all the way around. She has expertise in design thinking, collective intelligence, creativity, disruptive innovation, AI, the future of work, and all of these really fantastic things. But What I want you to know is she is a recognized Forbes 30 under 30. She's also going to tell us about uh, a little bit about Singularity University and why anybody who's interested in the future of work and business needs to understand what that is. She's going to tell us about the great things in the company that she founded. And you're also going to find out that she is um, operating in both Budapest and outside of San Francisco. So she is somebody to know. So with that, I want to introduce you to Priscilla. Priscilla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Alison. I'm so excited to be here today with you and to uh, discuss all the important questions that uh, we have ahead of us. So tell our listeners who you are and, and tell them about the company that you're operating today. So I'm Priscilla Bernard and uh, I'm the CEO and founder of Be Innovative. Be Innovative is a design thinking process management platform that helps people to facilitate workshops really easily in the online space involving almost unlimited number of people. So either their employees or partners and their larger community in solving the important problems they have and to plan smart so that we can build on really everyone's diverse viewpoints and be able to move forward with the ideas that really make sense to focus on and and build out. And um, today we work with more than 100 amazing companies globally on six continents. They are mostly uh, large enterprises or well-known NGOs, communities. We also have uh, startups as uh, clients as well. who are focusing on creating a creative culture that involves everyone and engages everyone in the process of co-creation, design thinking, innovation. And I think when I look at this, because I have the opportunity um, to look at your website, and so I always like to let our listeners know that if they want to know more about the the great person that we're speaking with, to look at the website, and it's be dash. N-O-V-A-T-I-V-E dot com. So be innovative. And what I love about it is, you know, we talk about the future of work and we talk about these, we're in a a, a period of history where there's co-creation all around us. And that's exactly what your platform allows for. Exactly. Exactly. I think uh, co-creation is so important in the future of work to give the opportunity for everyone to contribute with uh, their ideas, with their insights, with the problems they identify, 
um, to a success of the company or the success of any organization. Maybe as a partner, uh, if I have an important feedback, why couldn't I just share it with the company so that they know and if it occurs many times, they can just build on everyone's uh, feedback and uh, everyone's viewpoints. And if we can uh, transparently show it in in a way that is easy to digest and easy to have a conclusion on, then we can make much more smart choices and uh, better decisions for the future. And Priscilla, what I love is in your in your background, and you've um, you know had this this great education, but you started out in as a as a psychologist, and you moved it into being an entrepreneur. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey and and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, it sounds uh, funny as, as an origin story uh, that I started as a psychologist and I had no technology background at all. And uh, today I'm still uh, a founder of a tech company. In fact, I'm the CEO for now 10 years. So it's, it's quite some time. Um, and the story began uh, as, um, as a psychologist from the first year of university. I was impressed by how creative people can um, succeed better in life, but also they seem to be a bit happier and a bit more conscious about their lives. And I wanted to understand what these really creative people do differently and how they work differently. So um, I started researching um, and comparing what it takes to be creative and innovative, both Mm -hmm. individually and also in groups. And that's how I found out um, from the first year of university that uh, comparing really creative um, students and creative schools with the traditional type of schools, um, the creative students become much more self-conscious and uh, have much more stable self-confidence in what they do. And this stable self-confidence is is in direct relationship with our happiness. So all in all, we can say that uh, creative people are happier in life because they can process feedback more easily. Because um, the difference between creative people and, um, uh, and those people who think in more like traditional ways and work in more traditional projects is that um, in creative projects, we don't have um, a right or wrong answer that is very objective. Mm -hmm. There is always a kind of subjective element in creativity. So it means that um, me as a creative person, I need to have a goal of uh, what I would like to achieve, what is the value I would like to give and for whom. And um, if I have this goal, every feedback that I get, I need to uh, process it on my own and evaluate whether um, I get uh, this uh, feedback many times or is it like a unique thing and um, uh, how it will contribute to me reaching my goal better. On the other hand, if um, let's say we are working in math and there is a math problem, Uh, it is very sure that um, I either get the right answer or I don't. Um, Do the equation work or not? And if 
if we are talking about um, this objective results, then uh, whatever the teacher says in a school, I should regard it um, as um, this is the ultimate truth. So my processing of the feedback is less relevant. And, um, and that's how um, I found that um, in today's world and um, also in the future of work, there will be much less of this objective truth. I think we talk a lot about in businesses, the, the challenges with employee engagement. And this is what I love about talking to innovative entrepreneurs, because usually you are already inherently engaging your full teams. But we go and we talk about, like you said, you've worked with a lot of very large corporations and things get stagnant and there's a lack of engagement. And that's kind of what I, I really love the idea of your, your tool for. Um, Thanks so much. Yeah, I, I want to switch and I want to um, I want to hear more about your um, the journey when you when you started the company um, and the kind of the, the funding and, and also the importance of of competitions and, and recognizing the value of your company as you're on your journey. Um, now, can you tell us about some of the competitions that you've participated in and been honored with? Yes, absolutely. And I think uh, they contributed uh, very much to our success because um, when I realized that uh, enhancing creativity has such an importance on not just our lives, but on our work as well, um, I developed a vision for Beenovative that um, makes it possible for almost um, anyone globally because um, a technology can reach to almost unlimited number of people at the same time. So we built uh, the prototype um, as a design prototype and then um, we coded it as a minimum viable product. And that's when I started to apply to competitions. And um, I started with a big one that you also mentioned, Singularity University's Global Impact Competition for Central Eastern and Southeastern Europe. I won that competition in um, 2012. And um, what I won is uh, I could go to the NASA Ames Research Park, uh, the headquarters of uh, Singularity University, and um, I could learn for uh, 12 weeks from the most um, engaging entrepreneurs and, um, and innovators of the world, how they use design thinking methods. Um, I could meet with Eric Kreese and uh, learn um, startup lean methods and uh, from IDEO design thinking. And with that, we significantly improved uh, our product be innovative. And then I won um, the 100 Innovators uh, Moscow competition, Morgan Stanley CTO Summit a year later. Um, we participated in Ideas from Europe uh, 2015. And um, uh, that competition was in Tel Aviv. And um, I could also name uh, a couple others that, uh, that we won with our pretty unique methodology. I think that's great. And I, I love how you talk about, you know, the, everybody starts someplace and, and you talk about the minimally viable product and then you just, you keep going from there. And I think for a lot of um, business builders, there's this fear that you have to have everything completely figured out when you get started. You have to have your great foundation 
And then as, as you've said, you've been, you've been the CEO for 10 years and the evolution I'm sure has been remarkable over that, that time frame. Yes, um, absolutely. What would you say um, when we, we talk about the kind of scale up that you did over that period, what were some um, either difficult points or interesting lessons that you've, you've learned as you had to scale up? The biggest lesson for me was um, there is no uh, clear path for a new company to go on and uh, scaling is not all about quantity. It's also about quality. So uh, giving you an example, one of the first um, discussions and um, um, topics that uh, we didn't really um, get onto the same page with our investors was about uh, who should be the target clients to target with our prototype. And uh, they said um, we should really target with a marketing campaign all the small, medium uh, enterprises in our region. And uh, we should go out to thousands of um, small, medium enterprises. And I said that um, I'm not willing to go with that strategy. I would rather like to have um, a handful of large enterprises uh, to come with the same revenue, but I would like to have an active listening and active relationship with them because I know that I will constantly want to iterate and improve my product and I will only be able to understand what works and what doesn't if we are able to closely work with our clients. Mm -hmm. and, um, and our goal was uh, really to wow the customers. So when we went to facilitating uh, a workshop and we have seen that um, there is a sparkle in the eyes of the participants and they said, oh wow, I couldn't imagine that in such a short time we could get to a conclusion that is so clear, so impactful and um, has so much business value uh, for our company for the next three years. And we achieved it in 30 minutes, we achieved it in one week. Um, and um, and th that is what we couldn't do on our own. Uh, that's when I said, okay, we are onto something really huge and we want to learn about um, what exactly generated uh, that results and, uh, and how to make it even better. And um, with this um, aspect of listening to enough customers and willing to change and willing to go out with uh, just an, an idea of a new feature, with uh, just a design prototype, with um, uh, just a question to ask from them and learn from what they have to say, learn from their feedback. Um, I think this contributed to our biggest success that uh, we were able to continuously amaze them and keep up with the trends before they actually appeared. Now, great examples there. Those are, are really fantastic examples. And I know it it isn't that easy to talk to your investors and say, I have this vision in this path. And, but like you said, you very clearly achieve that and are amazing your, your customers. So you talk a lot about, I know um, on my notes here that you've implemented over 500 open innovation projects and you've taught these innovation courses on six continents. But I also know 
that you're taking some of that to the digital space so it's available to more people. So I think you're, you have a course on Skillshare, you're doing more with YouTube, is that correct? Yes, absolutely. We would like to impact as many people as possible to be able to engage their employees, colleagues, their partners in uh, a creative workshop that works online according to how they would like to generate the results. So like from ideation sessions to um, how to run design thinking workshops to planning sessions, problem solving sessions, or any other type of um, planning new OKRs, like objective key results for the year, or just finding out new team building activities or retrospectives, we can all transform it to a remote space and have a built-in facilitator to our platform. And we would like to share as much about what exactly we learned and what are the success factors of running successful workshops online with, uh, with people who are interested, maybe future facilitators um, as, as we can uh, talk to possibly. So yes, we will have um, uh, the YouTube uh, um, sessions on design thinking, uh, the different steps that uh, people should consider um, when they would like to build up their design thinking workshops. And also I have a Skillshare class on how to create a culture of collective creativity within an organization. I want to switch and ask you a question about, because I know one of your specialties is the intersection of AI and human intelligence. And I've had the privilege recently of interviewing some people um, in AI working on natural language understanding or working on understanding aggregated uh, data for marketing purposes and other things. But where do you think AI and, and human intelligence is going next, or what should we be keeping our eye on as, as business owners and operators? I think the biggest lesson uh, with regards to the trends in AI development is to understand that um, intelligence also involves emotional intelligence and ethics. And um, we need our creative part of our brain in order to transform data into meaningful knowledge and create something new, like new value uh, to what already exists. And AI is really great for processing huge amount of data, even better than us humans can process this data transform the insights into patterns and um, uh, a summary that we can work with. But uh, we will need our emotional intelligence in order to, so to say, drive the car, to create the vision uh, where we want to go towards, uh, set the directions, um, see if uh, we are going towards that direction and empower as many people to come up with improvement suggestions as possible. So at the end of the day, uh, I suggest that uh, we can use AI for its best qualities, but we should remain to be the drivers. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, Priscilla, I like to ask my guests, if, if we came and talked to you again in three or five years, what's the vision um, for Be Innovative or what's the vision for yourself? It's a great question and um, I'm, I think I'm very visionary. I imagine that uh, we would like to 
drive the world towards a much more creative society where everyone can discover what topics or ideas they are passionate about and uh, gain resources and connections to make it happen in real life. So we would like to have people to be conscious about um, what kind of goals um, they would like to set, what are the problems that um, are the right ones to solve for us and how to ignite the passion for people to solve it with the best solutions and ideas. Thank you. If people, if our listeners would like to get a hold of you or find out more information, where should they go? I would suggest LinkedIn because um, it's pretty easy to search for me with uh, Priscilla as an S and a Z also in Priscilla. I guess um, I'm the first hit for most of the people and I'm very frequently on LinkedIn. So I can answer uh, pretty quickly. Um, I'm friendly to to take connections, but I'm also on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, I I use less Facebook, but um, if they would like to follow me on YouTube, they are also very welcome. The handle is Binovative. Well, thank you so much. And we'll put all this information in um, the show notes. And so for our audience, if um, Priscilla said something that you thought was of value or that you think somebody else would value, um, please share this episode with them. If there is a, another disruptive, innovative entrepreneur and business leader that you think we should speak with, send me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, keep your eye on the future. And Priscilla, thank you. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much, Alison, for the invite. Looking forward to talking soon. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.